Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real podcast. Today's podcast is entitled Shifting in Discomfort. Yep, shifting (laughs) in discomfort. When I tell you, to shift in the midst of being uncomfortable is one of the hardest things that you could possibly do. Um, there's no, there's no clarity. There's an awkward feeling. There's this space of what do I do next? Or how do I handle this? Or how do I process where I'm going? Or what am I supposed to learn in this season? I'll never forget um, my junior year in high school. I was either um, going to the store or by my my granny's house. I'm not really sure. But I've never been a fan um, of horses of of any sort. Okay. (laughs) But on this particular day, I was driving and I saw about like five people riding horses. And so I, in my mind, I was like, OK, I want to drive slowly. Don't go any, you know, don't go fast. You're trying to scare the horses. You and all of these different things. Right. And I was as I was driving slowly, there were there was this one particular horse that did not allow me to pass him. And uh the horse uh, actually kicked up, knocking the person that was that was riding him off of him. And he he came running towards my car. And not only did he run towards my car, but he jumped in the windshield, causing me to to hit my chest on the um, on the st- steering wheel. And before I knew it, I. Now, I just in my mind, I was just I just jumped out the the car, car still rolling. I was just like just scared. Um, the horse was huge. You when, if you would have if you would have seen my mom's car, you would have thought that I actually hit like a vehicle or hit something like, you know, to that magnitude. It was just that that messed up. And so by the time I realized that the car was still moving I jumped back in and I put it in park and I could not stop shaking or crying and they got off the horses and they was talking about when they were the horse was a wild horse and they were trying to you know train it and um, one of the things that is hard for a horse that is not trained is a moving vehicle because it just can't identify you know the vehicle that ain't my problem. <laughs> that was that was not my problem. But it scared me in such a way that I, I told my mom, I was like, I'm done driving. You can have it. Just take me where I need to go. You know, I just gave this whole long laundry of list of stuff of why I can't drive. And she would always still. And then after the, the wreck, she was still trying to get me to drive and all these different things. And then I was, as time started to progress, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll drive, but I just cannot do it with horses. So, you know, 
it took me a minute to to just kind of even be around horses um if I could be honest with you and I was just thinking God how in the world could I be in an uncomfortable place but still I'm required to make a move life still goes on things still has to transpire in my life and one of the biggest things that the enemy does is he hounds on on fear and he tries to place fear in us so that we don't move forward so that we don't be productive so that we don't you know um trust god in the way that we're supposed to trust god and so i just i just was thinking to myself i said there's there's just more to my life than than where i am um in this moment, you know, and so there are some fears that I had to overcome. And so my question to you is, what are your, your in or what are you doing now that you have found to be so uncomfortable, but God is requiring that you move through it? I was having a conversation um, with one of my friends and Friday when he and I were talking, um, he was, there was the, the weather started to get bad and um and he was like you know it's so it, it would be easy to you know to stop to pull over he said but um it's better to go through the storm than to stop in the storm and I was like oh yeah yeah you right you right you right because on the other side of it um there's peace there's quietness there's um uh, dryness <laughs> maybe a little wet or damped on the ground but it's not the weather is not is not bad you know it's not hectic and so my question to you is what is it that you have found yourself in that it has become the most uncomfortable to you like tell me like like send me an email you know if some of you got my tel- telephone number send me a text message let me know what is the most uncomfortable thing that you're having to face right now? And you're like, God, how long? How how, how long shall I dwell <laughs> in this uh this situation? And in Judges, the sixth chapter, and I may have mentioned um this particular uh scripture before, but in Judges chapter six and seven there's a man by the name of Gideon that God literally wanted to use to shift an area, to shift a tribe. But the person that he chose, which was, like I said, was Gideon, he was timid, didn't quite have, you know, um, the get up and go. You know, he didn't. He wasn't he wasn't that type of person. Even in the scripture, it says that Gideon told the Lord, um, you know, I can't save Israel because this is let me just give you the, the backdrop of it. Israel was going through a very hard time and they cried out to God and it was talking to God about their situation and God sent a prophet to Israel to let them know what God said 
that he had he had brought brought you all out of troubles, issues, situations so many times before, and you repeat the same thing. You'll be free and and living for him for a moment, but then next thing you know, you begin to worship idol gods. And the thing about it is, is that we serve a God that is forgiving, that is loving. But he also is going to teach you a lesson along the way. That's the kind of God, that's the kind of God we serve. And and so he was explaining to them that because I heard your cry, then I'll 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 rescue you. But he went and he got somebody who quote unquote was not considered to be qualified to go to war on the behalf of Israel. The Midianites were a group of people who who came in, who would come in and just ravish and just tear up everything that Israel was trying to do. Like if they if they grew crop, they were coming in and 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 eating up the crop. Like everything that they tried to do to produce anything for living, the Midianites had no problem with coming in and taking what did not belong to them. So you find Gideon threshing wheat. Okay. In other words, he was getting rid of the produce that they currently have because he knew that the Midianites were going to come and was going to take it. And, and also in that same scripture, he was actually hiding too. Okay. So whenever the angel of the Lord came to Gideon, he, he, he was letting him know that he was a mighty warrior. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing how God sees more in us than we see in ourselves. One, because he created us. So the angel of the Lord said to him, um, in paraphrasing, hey, you, you, you mighty warrior. You know, and so he was like, pardon me? Who are you talking to? That's what Gideon was, was saying because he did not see himself to be what God saw. He did not see himself to be anything other than a timid person, a person who was not qualified to do what it was that God had called him to do or anything that the Lord would call him to do. My question to you is, how uncomfortable are you? And what has God called you into? See, shifting, if I could describe it and give you a definition, it's to change or make a, a change in place or in position or in direction. And see, to, to have discomfort is a, I, I would say, a mental or physical uneasiness. It's a distress and anxious feeling. Like regardless to how how you describe it, it's just downright uncomfortable. So when you put shifting and discomfort together, it's like, oh my goodness, this it's a lot of work. So whenever God told Gideon that he needed him to go and fight a battle, Gideon automatically gave God reasons as to why. He is not qualified as to why he can't go, as to why he shouldn't go. 
My question to you is what excuses are you giving God? If he's called you blessed, then why are we not walking in the blessings of the Lord? If he has said that you are the head and not the tail, then why do you settle to be last? If he says that you are above and not beneath, then why do you not allow yourself to go to the top? Hmm. The hardest thing to do is to shift when you're uncomfortable. Like it makes the movement. And I can only imagine that Gideon was thinking like this. I'm not sure about this. It makes the movement unsettling. It makes your stomach feels nauseated and everything. It makes your heart pound uncontrollably like fast. It's hard to process peace when you're uncomfortable. Like, like, have you ever been in a place where you've been required to shift in order to get to the next next destination only to say to yourself, you know what? I'd rather just stay here. Have God ever asked a big thing of you only to find that your bank account, it, it don't quite add up to what he's requesting. Or have you found yourself going after your dreams instead of talking about your dreams only to later realize You underestimated the work behind the dreams. See, Gideon wasn't trying to, he wasn't trying. All he wanted to do was hide. All he wanted to do was not be seen. And some of the times, the things that you are reluctant to do is the very thing that God is calling you to do. You may be waking up at two or three o'clock in the morning and you're trying to figure out why am I up? Pray. Pray. For um, Let me tell you. For some time, a lot of that was going on with me. And I was like, man, I can't even I, I can't even get to sleep. And then I switched it. I said, oh, my goodness. I need to be praying. And so now it's like my body has kind of been trained in a sense to get up between the three and the six, you know, or three and the five. And and I use that time to really get in God's word. And I and I and I pray and I talk to him and it's like it's just been man, it's been so different. To give you a little history of Gideon, like I said, um, he was actually the fifth judge. Um, and known as the greatest of Israel because of the, the, the defeat in, in the end that he didn't want to do, um, it made him well known. Um, he actually, um, he saw himself as unqualified to be used by God. Is that not some of us? In Judges 6 and 12, um, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Mighty warrior. And Gideon didn't see that. I came on this podcast to tell you that now is the time that you walk in who he, God, has called you to be. 
We have enough people who are intimidated by certain things that you may do or say. But nobody can be you but you. And in this in this you walking into who God has called you to be, that means you can no longer downplay who you are to be accepted. That means that something in your life has to resonate to say that I am who I am, regardless to people accepting me for who I am or not. I cannot change who I am to fit your narrative. And sometimes that's what you may find yourself doing because the, because of insecurities or because you feel like, well, maybe if I just downplay, I can have this particular person in my life and all these all of these different things. But how many times have you missed a move of God trying to be somebody other than who he's called you to be? Whether you want your marriage, you know, to be like somebody else, me and my friend girl was on the phone, you know, we were talking and. And she was, you know, saying that someone had made the, made mention about wanting to, you know, have this type of marriage that she has. And she was explaining to them, no, you only only have a desire to want what God has for you. And that is that is so true. Because you'll find yourself trying to go after something that may not even be um that, that may not even be the will that God has for your life. <laughs> Something tells me that God knew that Gideon was afraid, which is why he wanted to use him. He knew that even in him using Gideon, humility would always be in the forefront. See, Gideon's success was actually coded in his willingness to obey God, even in the midst of being afraid. The only way, I need you to hear me, the only way you're defeated in a call is when you're trying to operate in the weight of something you haven't been called to. What are you walking in? If God can use a timid man, he can use you. The second thing I want to bring to your attention is you have to understand that you cannot do anything that God has called you to do. Even walking in who he's called you to be, you can't do that in your own strength. It requires that you be used by him. It requires that you do it in his strength. It requires that you operate in a level of expectation that because I'm connected to God, there's no way that I, I can go wrong when I'm being led by him. In Judges 6, verse 14, it says, The Lord turned to him, turned to Gideon and, and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? See, when you have a stamp of approval from God to complete an assignment, that's all the assurance that you need. And some of us are trying to find assurance in opinions of people. Some of us trying to get stamp of approval from people who are still trying to seek God for the things that they're they're doing in their own lives. 
when all that is required of you is that you get the stamp of approval from God. When he stamps it, that's done. It settles it. settles it Gideon obeyed God just like Elijah obeyed Elisha obeyed Elijah when he threw the mantle over him Gideon obeyed God just like Paul did because in the books in the book of Acts in chapter 21 uh, we, we kind of account the life of a man who shifted from killing people who loved God to being the one who to tell others about the God that they was kept, that he was killing folks for. <laughs> the strength of God gives you leverage. The strength of God gives you clarity. The strength of God gives you strength. The, the strength of God gives you peace. The strength of God gives you authority. The strength of God gives you light in darkness. And see, sometimes the reason that we can be so tired in our assignment is because we've gone in our own strength. When what God is calling us into requires that we go forth in his strength and not ours alone. Not only do you have to do that, but you've got to walk in, in the faith he gave you. Every day, Every day we are operating in faith and don't even realize it. When you get in your car, that's a faith move. When you when you take a chance to drive down the highway and you don't know who coming and who going, you don't know who's in their right mind and who's not. You don't know all these things. It requires faith to even do that. While God was instructing Gideon, he was shifting his faith in him. In Judges 6, the 15th um, verse, whenever God was telling him to go and fight the Midianites, he was explaining to him, you're going to go, but you're going to go in my strength. That's the only way you're going to win the battle. But Gideon was telling God, I'm the weakest in, in, in my tribe. He told him, I'm the least of my family. But God, wasn't, God, but God knew who he was already connected to. Do you not know that whenever you talk to God about where you are, he's already aware of where you are? None of this takes him by surprise or off guard. He knows. But the question is, is do you know Adam and Eve? When Adam and Eve, when they, when, when they disobeyed God, all of a sudden, they tried to hide from him. And he like, <laughs> I'm telling you that where you are, I know that you are. You are uncomfortable. I get it. I'm listen. I un, I get it. But you gotta keep moving. You cannot stay there. You you've gotta allow where you are to 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 propel you to where you can go. That means you cannot stop dreaming. 
That means that your vision, whatever it is that you're believing God for, it has to stay at the forefront. So you don't settle in a, in a, in a, in a place that God was utilizing to only be temporarily. Who wants to settle in discomfort? Nobody. Nobody. What has God asked of you that's caused you to be reluctant to obey? Like, what assurance are you waiting on? See, God not only called him to walk in faith in Judges, but God was not done increasing Gideon's faith. He shifted Gideon's life in Judges chapter 7. When he allowed Gideon to go and, 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 and get a, him and a troop of people, he had 32,000 people. But God, but God started to reduce the number. He reduced the numbers so much to the point that Gideon was left with 300 people. And so what God was trying to do to Gideon to prove a point to, to Israel that you don't need a whole lot. As long as you got God, that's, you got enough. So you're trying to be something and you're trying to go after things and, 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 and attaching yourself to stuff that 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 God is going to have to deliver you from only so that you can try to become something that you think you should be. When all you've got to do is be who God has called you to be, walk in the fullness of who he has called you to be before the foundation of this world. And if you're struggling with who that is, you have to seek the father in order to be able to properly identify who you are in him. It costs to be you. And, and you pay a price to be you. But you pay an even higher price when you when you when you present yourself falsely before God. Because how can he bless something that he did not create? He took, he took Gideon's troop from a 32,000 to 300. He went from being a timid man in hiding, threshing wheat at the foot of a hill out of sight of the enemy, only to defeat the same enemy in battle. And see, although he was unsure, he never lost sight of what God was saying. He never lost sight of who God was to him. What God had already done. And who God had become in his life. See, being insecure, it can hinder us from moving forward. It can hinder us from shifting in the things of God. But that insecurity will eventually present truth of how God sees us. It gives us a clear, like a clear opportunity to to really be repaired by God. So it takes something. But in everything that we do, we must make sure that we are obeying the voice of God at all costs. 
I just wanted to encourage you on today that the requirement is that I understand that you're 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 uncomfortable. You don't know which move to make. You don't know what to do, but you gotta shift. I, I came to push you today. It's just like a woman in 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 the delivery room. She's only as good as the people that surround her, around her, surrounded her to tell her, you got this and you can push this out. I came to encourage you just to let you know that it's time. It's time that you push. It's time that you go forth. It's time that you move. It's time that you allow these things to transpire. It's time that you allow these things to make, be made manifested in your life. And you don't have time to be wasting time telling God what you can't do. I promise you, I've been there. I was like, God, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. Only to find myself doing everything that I said I can't do. I'll never forget when, when, when it was laid on me to even start this, to start the podcast. I was like, okay, I'm not really good with the talking and all this and that. And I was like, you know, God, can I just continue to just write? And he's just been, he's really been opening doors for me. And he, he's been speaking, you know, he's been saying a whole lot. And I just been, I've really been, been listening. And he has been blowing my mind throughout this whole process of just talking and ministering to me and just all of these different things. And now it's like, I can't, I literally cannot miss a Tuesday without recording because I'm like, I want to make sure that I'm obeying the voice of God when it concerns this assignment that he's given me. All I'm asking that you, you take the step, move and allow God to move through the rest of it. Allow God to shift where you cannot shift. That's all that he's requiring that we do. He's requiring that we, we have enough faith to move on what he said. So whatever you're, whatever you find yourself, whatever you're doing, whatever is happening, I need you to shift. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you, 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 you're like, I want, I can't do this. You can do it. If I can do it, cause I'm in the middle of a discomfort. Uh, I'm, uh, listen, I'm uncomfortable. I can't say it. <laughs> My friend was telling me that she was like, I want, you have told me so many times that you are uncomfortable and I am, and I'm, I, I'm grateful for friends who would let me vent and say, Hey, I'm uncomfortable. I don't feel like this. I, you know, this is what's happening and all this and that or whatever. And, you know, but then even in the midst of all that, I'm still shifting. I feel it shifting. It's just requiring that I trust God, even in this process, even in this season. And I came on here just to encourage you to let you know that even though you may be uncomfortable, I need you to still make sure that you shift.